The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hold on to your values as we step through the looking glass into a hippie pot party. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. Regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Right. Boompa, loompa, doompa, daddy. If you are wise, you'll listen to Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gashman. Gashman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. No, just on certain days are we a little bit... Odd, I guess you could say. Saturday is one of them as well. Good afternoon to you here at the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. My name is Kevin Gassman, and for the next couple hours, we're going to be talking pot. <laughs> we're going to be talking aliens, two of my favorite things, and I'm going to be joined by Heidi Gad. We have a special guest, a MUFON investigator, will be joining us, and we'll get into the aliens in just a little bit as well, but we'll also get into some interesting things that are going on in town, or I say in town, I say mean around us, all of us, you know. Well, here in Phoenix, Arizona, we have definite, definitely lost a few marbles in our state legislator. We'll talk about a few of those uh, items on the ballot that they have voted for, and now it just needs the governor's approval. And one of them is about protesting. Have you followed the news at all about this? Yeah, two geniuses here in Phoenix, Arizona had a great idea to to, to quell protesting, and we'll talk about that when we come back as well. So this afternoon, well, I can't wait for some aliens, but we got to get to uh, some music and some other stuff before we do that. So hang tight with us. We have Purple Peach from the band Sun Club, and they are from Maryland. Really dig this one, too. You will as well here on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. By the way, you're going global with gas, man. Dude, anytime there's a song with the word gas in it, I think we're solid here on the show. Going global with Gas Man on the Voice America Variety Channel. And uh, I, I'm enjoying doing this show, and I'm thinking, uh, thankful that you guys are tuning in as well. If you, and if you have, uh, can't hang the whole two hours, I understand totally. So, you know, we have the, po- the podcast that's, that will be available on Monday morning where you'll be able to hear this whole show, as well as the Aliens with Gas, which is coming up very soon. So if you want to find more information on that, Alienswithgas.com. There are two S's there, and we'll be talking with the MUFON investigator, and we're going to get into some crazy weird stuff, man. That's what we like to do here every Saturday at the new place, the new digs where we where we broadcast from. All right, so insanity's kind of hitting our way here. I don't know what's going on, man, but our, our, apparently a few legislators we have here in town or here in the state of Arizona have uh, thought it was okay to to approve a bill that would arrest 
uh, basically arrest you before you protest kind of thing. It's like, oh, you're planning a protest? Well, if anything goes wrong in that protest, then we're holding you responsible, and then we're going to take your property from you. That's what they want to do. Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy. Senator John Kavanaugh, he's a Republican out of Fountain Hills, who's also a former police officer, said, if there are organized groups, I should certainly hope that our law enforcement people have some undercover people there. Wouldn't you rather stop a riot before it starts? Do you really want to wait until people are injuring each other, throwing Molotov cocktails, picking up barricades, and smashing them through businesses in downtown Phoenix? So their idea is to get you before this even starts. So basically, they, they just don't want you to protest, period. Because that's kind of, doesn't matter if you protest, if some random person, even if it was if, you're, if it was a progressive protest and uh, someone who's against that, you know, throws a rock or does some kind of damage, well, the progressives who started that protest would be arrested and in trouble, not the person who infiltrated. So basically what he's saying, it sounds like, if I wish we had someone involved in their group just so we know that what they're up to, which means they want to spy on them before they actually do it, which is also kind of disgusting in the same same manner. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's what's going on here, man. Senator Steve Farley, a, D- a Democrat out of Tucson, he said the possibility that the person who broke a window triggering the claim was there was a riot may not be a member of the protesting group, like I mentioned, but someone from the other side trying to rat them out or trying to get them in trouble for this. Now, Senator Sylvia Allen out of Snowflake, Arizona. Now we know snowflakes become a very big and Big word <laughs> these days. So it's kind of interesting that someone from Snowflake is part of this uh, barrage against you know the First Amendment. <laughs> Isn't that pretty much what it is? She says, I have been heart sick with what's been going on in our country, what young people are being encouraged to do. And she said if they... She agreed that basically there are already laws that are covering th- these kind of acts, but she said they don't work. Quote, she says, if they get thrown in jail, somebody pays to get them out. There has to be something to deter them from that. So that's what they want. They want they want you just to not do anything, just to obey and follow in line is what they expect us all to do. I don't think that's happening, man. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, the minority of voters in this country are in charge of the majority of voters. I mean, that's just what it's, uh, it's weird. It's, that's what's going on. So how does the majority of voters allow the minority to, to dictate how they're going to be able to live their life? That's where we're at right now. And it sounds to me like, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's wrong. Why would you want to do that to someone? Why would you want to, you know, prevent them from having their life because you don't approve of the way they live? Is that, is that what's going on here? I posted something on, on Facebook. I said, in your later years, will you look back at your life and be proud of yourself when you think about how much you prevented people from enjoying their lives because you didn't approve of the way they lived? Or will you be proud of yourself because you lived your life for yourself and didn't care what other people did with their lives? So think about that before you deter someone or prevent someone from trying to enjoy their lives. Man, I'm angry. <laughs> Let's hit some music, dear leader. The tune's called Angry Birds. We'll be back. Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self? Yeah, it's going global with Gas Man here on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel, and we're hanging out with you on the Saturday afternoon. That's Flo from a band called, well, I don't know if it's, well, it's an artist, Ruka. 
and she's got a beautiful voice, and she's such a really cool person as well. If you get a chance to check her out, please do, but do that on your own time. R-U-C-A is the name of Ruka, and she's right here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we broadcast from an undisclosed location on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel every Saturday, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific time. My name is Kevin Gassman, by the way. Yeah, Gassman, that's my name. And we're hanging out with you in the studio. And I say we because I have some new voices with me. Heidi Gaz with me. What's, What's up? up? What up? And we'll do Aliens with Gas and a few. I'm s- I really cannot wait to play some certain things for today. I mean, the open alone, I had to change the open. Right. I did because Alejandro Rojas, and thank mm-hmm. you, Alejandro, for last week and the UFO Congress. Yeah, man, that was good times. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do a recap of the UFO Congress when we come back. But he said something at the, the awards night. And he goes, and it kind of made me like, Arr. he goes, you know, all these typical cliche radio shows that use the X-Files theme music. <laughs> 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 so now, okay, so now I do use X-Files music for the, uh, hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so. <laughs> stupid phone. So was I that do, the X-Files theme? That was the X-Files. Oh, my God, it, like it haunted on me is what it did. It doesn't want to stop. Possessed. What's going on? Let me turn my volume down. My phone does not want to stop. So it, so the, the old starts of the show, if you go to the SoundCloud page dot com slash aliens with gas two S's, you'll hear the beginning and it kind of has the intro, the, the X files real fast and then it fades out to something else. Okay. So I just completely took that out. <laughs> so we don't have that today. <laughs> something else. And we're going to play the solar system song too. Oh my God, I can't wait. All right. So. Going Global with Gas Man, though, that's the show that we're in right now. And the reason this show is on is it gives me a little, another outlet to kind of air my grievances, if you will. Air it out with the Gas Man, right? <laughs> Roll the windows down, baby. Here it comes. No, we, I was talking about the, the new protest law that the Senate passed here in Arizona. I don't know, Heidi, if you're familiar with that. but uh, uh, let's A little bit, yeah. yeah. Let's introduce John. I'm sorry, John. John's Hi. here with us. Hi. John's our, our MUFON in investigators. I, I mean, that's saying that correctly. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. Field investigator. Field investigator for MUFON. So we're going to chat with him as well. So he's going to hang out with us. And he was kind of in the green room before we got on back on, this, on the show again. And he was listening to me talk about this, the Senate bill that Republicans here in Arizona passed to give police new power to arrest anyone who was involved in a peaceful demonstration that may turn bad. Malarkey. How bullshit is that? It's... Such crap, dude. It's 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 head spinning bullshit. Well, and, and then the thing is too, uh, the, the whole concept of the whole concept of uh, taking everyone every bit of property that someone has right. because they committed a crime. Right. Uh, that, that's like the the, the punishment disgusting. way exceeds the crime. And now they're going to do that to protesters, where if you happen not you're not even on site, you're just part of the organizers, and somebody throws a rock, somebody breaks a window and suddenly everybody's property is going to be confiscated all your property your home your car your boat whatever you have saved up because you're at a protest that is really going to put a damper on protest and free speech it's disgusting this is Is disgusting how these republicans here even thought this was a good idea that's what bothers me the most it's against the constitution man well, what, is, what was the first uh, thing they tried to do in the new uh, Congress? Get rid of the Ethics Committee. Right. I think that tells the whole tale right there. Absolutely it does. So I posted this on my Facebook page. I'm friends with a few different lawmakers here in, in uh, Arizona because, you know, I know people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one I used to work with at a radio station. His name is Jay Lawrence, and he's, with, he's in Fountain Hills where the uh, guy I mentioned earlier 
who also signed this one up. His name, the earlier guy, was uh, Kavanaugh, a Republican out of Fountain Hills. A former police officer is one who kind of drew this baby up, along with the... a, a, a representative from Snowflake, <laughs> which I love Snowflake. I mean, that's just a hot word these days that we actually have a Snowflake Arizona and an extremely Republican. I'm sure it's extremely conservative too, but it's kind of ironic that that place is called Snowflake. So I, I tagged Jay Lawrence. Uh, Ken Clark is also representative out of Phoenix and Kristen Cinema, who's a congresswoman out of Phoenix. So I tagged them on this post. I said, I can't begin to explain how bad an idea this is. It's completely unacceptable. And I tagged them. So people responded here and there, blah, blah, blah. Well, Jay Lawrence, a, you know, an elected official, responded, and this is what he wrote. Tell your friends that we love peaceful demonstrations. As soon as someone pushes an officer or swings a sign at another human, or worse yet, draws a knife or uses anyone, anything as a, as a weapon, they will be arrested and everything they own should be taken from them. Auto, home, money, every property. This should discourage outside agitators from coming into Arizona and disrupting what otherwise might be a real peaceful demonstration for redress of a grievance. All of you who say this will create more riots, I say the first few times people are arrested are, excuse me, I say the first few times arrests are made and RICO statutes are invoked, you will see an end to violent protests. Dude, no. Right. No. I know. Not no. O- not only does this, I mean, you, the, the initial response might be, okay, uh, uh, Democrats are being squashed down, but it applies equally to Republicans. If of Republicans are trying to hold a rally, it applies equally to all Americans. Right. So what Trump has done, not only has he uh, vilified the press, saying, oh, it's all fake news, so you can't trust anything in the press, but now you can't say anything yourself because maybe all your property would be taken away from you, Republican or Democrat. Right. Well, the thing is, is when the, these Republicans who support the president and this, and this administration and, and, and support these type of ideas, when it does come back to bite them in the ass, and it will, then they're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't realize it, was, you know, it wasn't supposed to be me. It was supposed to be them. They're, they're the ones that are supposed to be in trouble, not me. I'm a, I'm an, a, a patriotic American. This is, you know, I pay my taxes. and <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, they, don't, they don't get it, man. And what it really comes down to, it, to me, it's like the people who are in charge are like the, the mother-in-law in the movie Easy Money. Do, do you remember Easy Money? Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, all right? Right. And Taylor Negron. I mean, it was an amazing, very funny movie. But the mother-in-law was a rich woman who couldn't control her son-in-law, who was Rodney Dangerfield. And so she had to fake her death and put in a will that he had to shape up his life. So she approved of him marrying her daughter. So I just feel like it just sounds like that's kind of the way the people are in charge now is they seem like our, our angry mother-in-law. You are an offense. You're an ecological menace. <laughs> well, and what happens when some random person just goes into a otherwise peaceful protest and starts crap? And then all of a sudden, anybody who organized the protest is now right. under this stupid law. And what if it's the government sending them in? Here comes the conspiracy theory. I know, <laughs> I know. But you're right. But that's what it is. Yeah. And it's also another way of um, instating martial law without instating martial law. Right. We're going to quell your protest. It's almost like the minority report. Yeah. You know, we're gonna, if, you, if you're thinking of a crime, we're going to bust you before you even think about doing it. <sighs> bunch of crap dudes. Ken, Ken Clark rep- replied to Jay Lawrence's response. Yeah. Cause I, I worked with Jay for a couple of years at a radio station. He did a show. And I feel like he's I, he's someone that would, if you showed him the right way of thinking, he'd be like, okay, I get what you're talking about. Right. Because he was so against marijuana 
before 205 uh, wasn't passed here in Arizona, you know, he was like, it's, you know, save the children. You know, that's that's the biggest the biggest cry these politicians have. Mm-hmm. Save the children. Sure. Put them on Ritalin. We'll save the children. <laughs> you know, get them, get them vaccines and we'll save the children. Um, I, I just feel like if he, if he was shown the right way, he might think differently. But Ken Clark responded. Jay, it's simply unconstitutional. We already have laws in the books to protect property. A law like this will be used to silence dissenting voices. Go ahead and vote for this. If it passes, then it will be immediately overturned in court, and the state will be paying the legal fees of the ACLU. Hmm. It's like the, I don't understand. You know, just let people live their life. What, what is it to anyone else? And I, I don't know, man. Why just, are they so afraid? W- right, Why are they right. so afraid of what the people have to say? And that they just don't agree with it. Sure. I mean, the thing is, is nothing's going to be taken away from them. I mean, unless they protest, you know, and, and right. do something stupid. So, but, so who's going to go out and protest anymore? Well, that's the thing. That's no what they one. Want. Well, no the, one. Well, you just don't get Does caught. Does this sound don't, like don't, Nazi Germany? That's right. <laughs> We're seeing this right in front of yeah. our very eyes happen. They didn't even have a Reichstag fire here. No, they don't need one now. <laughs> they just need a president to say it's fake news, and anyone who says it's not should be arrested. That's kind of where it seems like it's going to go down to. And that's a very frightful thing that's going on in our own country, especially when we've seen the history and when we try to, you know, prevent it from repeating. It seems like we're not. We're just kind of watching it like a like a show on TV. Yeah. Oh, look, this, it's happening again. Great. Who's going to do something? No, and, no one. And, and it seems it's a worldwide phenomenon. I, I read something uh, just yesterday that the South Africans are, are riding against the Somalis who have come in their country, taking away their jobs. Interesting. Does that sound familiar? I mean, you got the, the authoritarian con- uh, dictatorships that are occurring in the Philippines. Right. You got Russia. You got the uh, movements in Europe, French, the French, the British. I mean, this authoritarian, it's like somebody sprinkled this, you know, virus on our planet. Well, there's a, there was a big, I, I believe, there was a big <laughs> protest in Romania. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets. The, the fact of the matter is, we, the people of all the world, the citizens of this, con- of this planet, you know, soon enough we'll be like, this is it. Well, you're not doing this anymore. You're yeah. not going to get, you're not getting away with this anymore. We're going to do something about this and hopefully change it. And, and hopefully in a peaceful way where we can just remove them from office and, you know, restore sanity again, I guess you could say. hope so. I hope so too. I mean, th- this whole, this whole administration with the Jeff Sessions thing and, you know, the, the latest statement by Sean Spicer, who says that we're going to go actively against recreational marijuana. It's like all this we'd be fighting for. They're saying, nope, sorry, you can't do it anymore. Not, not on our watch. I think the people that didn't vote need to get up off the couch. Well, that's, a good, uh, that's the, what's going to happen. Yeah, the, uh, it's like Jefferson said, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. You've got to do something. you got to do something. sit back and think Joe will do it. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what we're going to see is a little bit more of a movement in the political spectrum, especially from the, the grassroots level, which has to be done. We have to remove the, the people in our own state who are, are antiquated in their thinking and just have this... Like, I know what's best for you. You're doing it wrong. You should live life the way I live life. That way we're all peaceful. It's like, I don't understand why that needs to be even a, a thought in their head. You know, again, live your life for yourself and don't worry what other people do. How does it affect them? It doesn't. So why does it bother them so much? Why do they get so riled up at someone smoking a joint on the street? You know, what is it to them that, that it does to them? Why does it bother them so much? I want to know. I want to know <laughs> these answers. <sighs> where, it's just, why are it's they so, so against that? You know, medical marijuana helping children. Right. And, and in the form that it doesn't even, you know, get you high right. or whatever. You know, like they just, people with MS, people with all these issues that take the other form of marijuana that doesn't get you high, they don't like. Why? Because, because it's because marijuana. It because the word marijuana is right. in it. 
because of reefer madness because right. it's they're still stuck in that from right. how i don't have 60 years ago how many years ago was it? i don't even Seven, know almost 80 yeah it was uh, 36 37 is when the 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 pandemic of the ma- right. bad marijuana was being spread around all to control um, the black population and uh, the basically the artists, you know, and and and, and the Mexicans, and the Mexicans, right? Yeah, yep, and the Mexicans, again, yep, and the Mexicans, <laughs> again. <laughs> Why does everybody yeah, you know hate Mexicans so much? I think they're nice. <laughs> I love Mexicans. Their food is great. <laughs> they have good parties. <laughs> they're nice, they man. Are. I know. It's like every, I love everyone. <laughs> Man, it's just it's just frustrating <laughs> that these people. Are, I mean, should, should there be an age limit on serving your country? Hmm. Should there be an age limit? You think maybe seventy? You mean a lower? Well, let's say lower. A lower age limit, well, like well, maybe yeah. maybe we need. How about an age maximum? I mean, we that? do have <laughs> like a six-year-old in there now. You know, <laughs> president. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe fifteen-year-old should be able to serve in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel like like who's in charge right now is the drunk uncle during Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh! That he's the one that's like pulling the trigger right now. He's the one that's like in charge because he's so pissed yeah. off that you know everyone's not living the way he thinks everyone should be living. Doesn't even yeah. like what do they want? What do they want us all to be like? I mean, fucking Little House on the Prairie again? <laughs> I mean, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I th- maybe it's more what do the Russians want? I mean, I understand well, that this uh, conservative. Uh, meeting that they had CPAC or something like that yeah that was that, craziness that they were waving Russian flags they in were, the audience there were pictures. what the hell is this well they weren't specifically <laughs> Russian flags per <laughs> se but they did have the, the white red and blue stripes that look exactly like the Russian flag and the word Trump right in the middle of that blue stripe so it wasn't red white and blue it was red blue and white and uh, yeah red blue and white was the colors how they in the you know from bottom up so they were Russian flags per se with the word Trump on them, yes, and oh. they were confiscated really fast. And of they were, but pictures were taken, so they probably should have been arrested, and their property would take it away, um, right? But you know, that's just a conspiracy too. <laughs> well, you, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Fake news. Those, uh, they're all those flags are photoshopped. Um, Wayne Lapierre from the NRA said something really stupid. He said basically that these rioters. Um, sh- should you know be shot? Basically, is what he says. Basically, that these rioters continue on. We should have a right to defend ourselves against oh them. Goodness. So go buy more guns. This guy, they're out of control. It's like they feel like they finally got the keys to the candy shop. Right. You know, and now they're like, all right, it's our turn now. Let's do what we expect this whole country to be like. And you, d- you can't have everybody live under the same type of law at this point. It's just not feasible. We have to con- be able to um, uh, compromise on both sides. I mean, I don't understand. The, the left side, the progressive side, who fight for, you know, the LBGT, uh, you know, for them to even fucking ba- go to use the bathroom, you know? Right. So stupid. <laughs> so f- fucking stupid. It's like, haven't you ever been, and I said this on someone's post the other day, haven't, obviously, they've never been in a New York nightclub bathroom. <laughs> Everyone is okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we're fine. Everything's fine. So relax. Relax. There's, <laughs> there are two different Americas. There's no doubt about that. You have your big city America and you have your small rural America doesn't mean your rural America is going to be lost. In fact, that's going to stay the same because that's what, that's what you want it to be. But why do you want to change the way it is in California or in New York or in Washington? Why do you want to change that? What is it to you in Oklahoma? What is it to you in Alabama and in Arkansas and in, in, you know, in Kansas or in Oklahoma? What is it to you that, that people in L.A., you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever they do that bothers you? I don't know. But, but I, I do wonder why... Why, why the Democrats zeroed in on that topic and made it, like, priority number one? I think that's what the lost... The LGBT? 
Yeah, that's yeah what, that was a weird that's thing. That's what lost them on. the election because I think the ordinary well, person in America looks at it and goes, wait a minute, we're right. losing jobs, factories right. are going overseas, and, and you're about. trying to get boys with dresses on into the girls' bathroom. What the hell's wrong with them? Right, well, that, I, that's, that's a great point, though. That's a great point you make because you're right. That is when, when you're looking at you know Joe and Schmo Blow in middle yeah. America, they're, it's, that's, that's offensive to them. Absolutely it is. To them, that's not something they're used to. They're yeah. not used to this kind of lifestyle. I don't want some so, boy with a dress on going into my daughter's bathroom. Right, exactly. And, and that's, that's not going to happen over and, there. And that's the top priority of the Democrats? I'm not voting right. for them. Right, That's That's a, that's an excellent point, John. I mean, that's that's something to, that they have to think about because when you're pushing an agenda of change, you know, what are there? I mean, I, I don't know how many transgender people there are in America, but I seriously doubt it's enough to fill a, a football stadium. Yeah, if that. If that, I mean, maybe there are. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just maybe, you know, of course, I'm assuming we know what that means, but <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, I don't think, you know, I, I think we definitely need to take care of them and they need to be, uh, you know, treated like everybody else. I have no problem with that. But yeah, when you're, when you're pushing that, it does scare a lot of the conservatives away because they're not used to that. They're not comfortable with this type of lifestyle. They're not comfortable with this kind of living that is done in the big cities and they feel like it's going to be right in their backyard because it's on their news every fucking day about the bullshit that doesn't need to be on the news anymore, you know? Right. So it's, you know, we're, we're at this kind of weird place in time, you know, we're, we're kind of, fi- we're figuring it out as we go along. We're seeing what's happening. We're watching it unfold before our very eyes. We're watching the media just stand by and tell us what's, what they're doing without trying to hold their feet to the flame. And how can they, if they're not allowed into the, into the meetings? Right. You've and got then when they are allowed in, it's, that's fake news. Right. So. Right. This, but the only but it's like if you're saying something and then saying it's fake news, what? Why? Right. Well, what the thing is, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, after he did this big speech about fake news a week ago, uh, Trump was he misquoted that one uh, terror attack in Sweden. Remember that? Oh yeah. So he said basically there was no terror attack in Sweden. Of course, a day later it happened. So that's weird, right there. Maybe he knew something and he wasn't supposed to say it, but it, it split slipped oh. out of his mouth. We call those false flags. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, he's like, shit, Donald said something. Okay, well, we have to make something happen now. You know, it was going to go down anyway the next day. Donald was just the day before mentioning. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I doubt that it is. But, you know, when he says these lies and then he tells us he saw it on Trump, on Fox News. So so now but Fox News is invited to where you're going. So who's fake? If, if you heard that fake news on Fox News and you're telling us that it's fake news after the fact, then why are you watching Fox News anymore? Right. If that's part of the fake news organization that you you claim, you know, CNN is, and uh, who else got barred from that? Uh, the BBC got barred from it. Uh, New York Times got barred. LA Times, I think, got barred. Well, and wasn't it? He was. It was on like Air Force One or something, and they went in there with cameras, and he had Fox News on in the background. Yeah, like really loud. Yeah, like a grandma's house. <laughs> it's like grandma's house. It was. It was like grandma's house. But you've got it. You've got for a long time. You've had a dysfunctional. Congress that can't seem to get anything done. Uh, more recently, you had a dysfunctional Supreme Court that, that didn't have the final judge, the ninth judge. Uh, now you've got a dysfunctional presidency who's now introduced a dysfunctional news media. Right. I mean, uh, uh, what's left? Right. Right. Where, where, do, we, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah. They want the people to be dysfunctional, too. Yeah, because now you can't go out in the street mm. and protest. And it's easier to control they'll them they'll take everything away from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's easier to control them I, when they're dysfunctional, too. I do this on my uh, show with Danny 
Torgerson from Captain Squeegee a couple weeks ago, and I just want you guys to hear it because this was really weird and bizarre. This was Trump's very first speech as a president. It was at the CIA headquarters in front of the Fallen Heroes wall, and Pence got introduced to the same music, and now Pence is introducing Trump to the speech, and just listen to the music real quick. And so let me say, it is my high honor and distinct privilege to introduce to all of you the President of the United States. Crazy, huh? Isn't that weird? It's not very presidential. <laughs> <laughs> not very, no, right. This is a CA, and it's like, it's, it's called Darkness Rising. That's the song. Darkness Rising. Uh, too appropriate. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I just feel like, you know, we, we all know what's going on, but I think, feel I, I hope that soon enough, you know, the people, the American people who are in the White House, who are in the Army, who are in the police force, who are in the legislature, who, who are making things run, will wake up and, and realize that this is not the right path we should be going down. I mean, it really isn't. We need to reel it back in and, and start getting, you know, some checks and balances back in place, because if we don't, then... I mean, this whole country is going to be changed in a, in a way that nobody is going to want. It'll be the world. It'll be the world, right? Because we. I mean, we can see it's happening yep. in other areas of the world, right? I, I'm not. I'm not certain it's going to happen right away either. I think this will keep going because we're we're, we're kind of passive, and we're being passivized, or people are being bewildered. I can't believe the news anymore. Now I can't go out and protest. I mean, right. This could go on for quite a while, and things could get really bad here. They want this control, man. They want this control over us to just be sedative, I guess. What do they want from us? What do they want us to do just to be our busy worker bees and pay our taxes so they just continue to reap in their rewards? They I mean, don't want us to pay attention. So just keep doing what you're doing. Don't mind the accident on the side of the road. Is yeah, that what's dude, going on? They want us to be... That's a good Sheep, question, dude. though. What is what is the ultimate goal? Right. I mean, what is I mean this control? They want us to be busy bees to mine their, <laughs> you know, their gold for them, or you know, I mean, what is it? What 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 is the the end game to control us by? And what do they want us to do when they do control us? You know, what's I don't know. I mean, <laughs> in in World War Two, it was Hitler wanted like land. He wanted to you know, well, yeah, that's the overall grab more goal, land. Right. Uh, I mean, do we want to grab more land? Maybe the Russians want to grab land. I don't think we. I don't think we're at that point anymore of of grabbing land. I think where we're, we're where we are is where we're at. I think we're satisfied. Yeah, there's a few places here and there that are we're fighting. I think they're like little islands or whatever, little stupid spots to you know show your fucking big dick. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we got a bigger dick, so this is our island. You know, that kind of shit. Um, but that's a very good question. What is the ultimate goal? Right, right. I mean, the, the, the New World Order is what they want all to be under one global order. It's what they want. That's the this, their end goal. But again, one for what? global uncool order. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get fries with that? <laughs> all right, man. Let's take a break real quick. Let's mellow it out. Darkness Dear Boys, the band from Phoenix, Arizona. Greener Posture is the tune. The album is called KG Avoidance of a Definite Answer which I, I dig that title, by the way. And if you listen closely in the song, they say it. I like the song that says, that says the title of the uh, album in it. Right. Or the song itself. All it's right. like the movie that says the title in it. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to come back with Aliens 
with. <laughs> Sorry, I, I jumped Oops. the gun. We're gonna come Aliens. back with. Well, all right, let's do another one. We're gonna come back with. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> so hang out, everyone, with us. Going global with gas. We'll be uh, shifting gears right now, though. Uh, here's some tunes for you to uh, pass the time by. Ooh, better get some gas. Fill her up. My name is Henry McElroy Jr., a retiring former state representative from New Hampshire. Thank you for your attention to this brief message concerning the world's interaction with both Earth-based and off-world astronauts. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, it'll boogie-woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now, 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 now. Can I grab you by the boo-boo, don't I? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, and yet as mortal as his own. Oh, what? What was that, man? What, was, what the hell was that, man? Huh? No, man, like, hey, man, wow, I was watching this object, man, like, like the satellite that we saw the other night, right? And like it was just going right across the sky, man. And then, I mean, it just suddenly, uh, <laughs> it just changed direction and went uh, whizzing right off, man. <laughs> it flashed. You're stoned out of your mind, man. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, like I'm stoned, you know, man. But like, you know, I saw a satellite, man. And it was going across the sky. And it flashed three times at me and zigzagged and whizzed off, man. And I saw it. That was a UFO beaming back at you. Me and Eric Heisman was down in Mexico two weeks ago. We seen 40 of them flying in formation. They, 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 they have got bases all over the world now, you know. They've been coming here ever since 1946, when the scientists first started bouncing radar beams off of the moon. And they have been living and working among us in vast quantities ever since. The government knows all about them. What are you talking, man? Hmm. Well, you just seen one of them, didn't you? Hey, man, I saw something, man, but I didn't see it working here. You know what I mean? Well, they are people just like us from within our own solar system. Except that their society is more highly evolved. I mean, they don't have no wars. They got no monetary system. They don't have any leaders. Because, I mean, each man is a leader. I mean, each man, because of their technology, they are able to feed, clothe, house, and transport themselves equally and with no effort. Aliens. With gas. From Easy Rider. It's Jack Nicholson. Explaining it all to a high and very stone Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that conversation right there seems to be the same conversation that I hear today. That doesn't change, does it? No. That conversation is the same. No. It really is. You know, seeing something in the sky like that and then zooming off off to the right or left or wherever direction it goes, disappearing, 
And just the conversation that I'm talking about <laughs> Sorry. being uh, what? being the humans of all over. I'm taking off my sunglasses, but you know what I'm saying? I like my sunglasses. The conversation is the same, Heidi. Right. Well, and people are always, you know, like, oh, yeah, you saw, you know, you saw something laughing about it. Right. You're just mimicking it up. Mm-hmm. But the, what I'm saying is what Jack Nicholson was talking about. You mean like Everything people keep having sightings? Well, no. It, you know, when he's saying the people in the solar system are like us, they're human like us, they're, they're like us. Yeah. So we're all connected in a way. What I'm saying is this was an easy ride or the movie way back when, and it's the same conversation we're having today. Yeah, over and over. That's how the show starts today. Aliens with Cast here at the Extraterrestrial <laughs> Rock Show. And we're uh, hanging out with you here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. And we do this every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And we are joined by MUFON investigator, researcher, reporter. What do you call yourself? I, uh, all those names I did not get it right. Is John? Is, yes. Bum, 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 bum. Field investigator. There you go. Field investigator. <laughs> For MUFON, and he's going to be joining us this hour. We're going to discuss, you know, whatever he's getting himself into, which I'm really excited to get uh, some stories from him. He's going to be chatting about that. And we have some uh, some really cool music today to play from uh, L.A., a band called Love Zombies. We'll jam some of them, as well as a band from right here in Phoenix, Arizona, called Watch for Rocks. Now, we played Watch for Rocks a few weeks ago, I believe, but this is another song from them that's even more appropriate for something we'll get into a little bit later on. But if you catch the live show today, great. If you don't get the whole show today, don't forget the replay will be tomorrow night on the radio here in Phoenix, Arizona at 93.9 FM and 99.1 FM and online there for those uh, respectful stations at kwss.org and coyotecountry991.com. Those are the places you can listen to us. And then if you still can't hear us by Sunday night, well, then we'll be on podcast Monday at our SoundCloud page. But all the information for our show is available online, alienswithgas.com. There are two S's there, alienswithgas.com. So we met John last week over at the UFO Congress, the 26th UFO Congress put on over at Weekapah Resort. And I, I went three days in a row. I went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Heidi, you were there like every day. In fact, you even got like, like what, christened into the team? Constantly. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yes. Alejandro was like, you're part of the team now. Yeah, which is very cool. People thought I worked there, I think, because I was there all the time. I kept picking up, like, random trash. You got there early, didn't you? I mean, like, every day. Every day. day right. Every day I attempted <laughs> to see every single speaker. Um, it was awesome. Right. I, I, miss, uh, I missed a lot of the speakers because I, you know, worked during the day, and sometimes it's tough. But when I got there during the afternoons and saw a few people, it was really cool. I thought I was like, because I never had a chance last year to do that. Yeah. Last year was a one day we were there and then we I didn't come back. Yeah. Wasn't able to. But this that's time wh- Yeah, that's why last year when it was only one day for me or just a couple of days, right. I was like, That's it, next year I'm going the whole time. Yeah, I mean it really makes a big difference, you know, because when you're involved with the scene a little bit more, you start seeing the same people and the conversation has to change. You know, you really uh, the if you're starstruck, you know. <laughs> with some of the faces that were there, you know, it's it's um, you know that kind of w- weighs away a little bit, and then you I can, yeah, go ahead, John. I I, I was going to say I think the best part for me is actually talking to the uh, attendees uh, in between uh, at lunch times. Um, I, I I was sitting at lunch the first day uh, I was there. This was three years ago. I've been to three of these so far, and I just turned to the person next to me eating a sandwich. 
and we were sitting outside and I said, you ever seen anything? And he proceeded to describe this remarkable sighting where he said he was out walking his dog. Uh, there's a schoolyard behind his house and this, this ship appeared maybe 30, 40 feet away from him. There was a glass sort of window, clear window of some sort. He could see a being standing in it, staring at him. He tried to run, but he couldn't run. He was paralyzed. And he thought, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And after about a minute or so, the thing took off and he was able to move again. I said, that's a remarkable sighting. And well, what did the ship look like? And here, he took a piece of paper and he started to draw what the thing was. I mean, you can't meet these people at the Kmart or, <laughs> you know, or the, <laughs> well, the it's big like boy at your, pla- can't at your really home. You know, it's like it's a gathering of people. Sure. People that come there are people that... Uh, probably have had an experience or intense interest it's not the ordinary citizen and it's uh it's a very interesting crowd of people there well you talk about the experiencers they are they they were there like you said and they have uh, i guess workshops or meetings you know and groups they get together and talk about what they went through so walking around the the facilities and going to our room where we did our show live from we were in a kind of a back conference room and we had to walk by a their room where they were all hanging out so you know you walk by everyone in that room has had an experience so i can it really kind of brings it down to a a reality that you don't really think about until you realize that people have actually gone through you know everything you've only seen on tv you know i mean these are the actual people that actually have been affected by this who actually you know like we met travis walton last year it was very like you know very subdued you know, kind of like for me at least to be real like, uh, how do I, you know, you know, like these people yeah. have gone through a, a weird experience. Do you of, ask for an autograph? <laughs> I mean, what do <laughs> right. you do? You know? you don't ask, I mean, yeah, you don't ask for an autograph, but, you know, in a <laughs> sense, it's kind of like, wow, you've you've done something that, you know, only all of us have maybe have, uh, you know. And there's like, a lot of people like that. I mean, the speakers are just walking in the aisles. I mean, last year I yeah. met, I, st- I stood and talked to Nick Pope for a while. The Nick Pope. Right. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I almost had dinner, you know, sat at the same ta- table, but some people grabbed and said, hey, Nick, sit with us. But, I mean, it's that kind of opportunity to meet with the big people yeah, in, absolutely. in the field. Yeah. You know? yeah, who are, like, so deep into the research. and. I mean, Stanton Freeman has got, like, a lot of um, recognition and respect, and people are stand up and clap whenever he gets up to yeah, speak absolutely. or anything. But you can find him sitting at his book table and, and no one's there. No one's there, And I you know. can walk up to him and say, so, right. what do you, you know, think <laughs> about? You know, it's, yeah. it's a remarkable uh, conference. Yeah. I, 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 if you're interested at all, I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. When I saw Stanton, he had a, a box, like a little, like maybe a file card box <laughs> on this table. And I noticed it had all these NHL hockey teams on it. And it was all Canadian hockey teams because he lives in Canada. So I made him hold the box, and I took a photo of it. <laughs> so uh, you can see that on the Aliens with Gas page on Facebook and also on the Instagram page. I don't forget there are two S's there, Aliens with Gas. And I, I forwarded it over to my friend who's in the NHL. So uh, works in the NHL on uh, broadcasting, and maybe they can uh, viral it, you know. <laughs> this is a nuclear physicist that digs hockey. I think that makes hockey a pretty smart sport. Right. It does. It, it is a smart sport. I don't know if you know hockey at all, but I'm a big hockey fan. I played it, and... You know, it's uh, it's there's a lot to the game. There's a lot going on as opposed to something. It's not very linear. It's very uh, whatever the opposite of linear is. Non-linear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're uh, you're hanging out with us here. It's eight minutes past the hour, and we're hanging out with you as well online at VoiceAmerica.com, the Variety Channel. And uh, do you have any uh, 
Heidi, as far as uh, last week, anything kind of stand out for you? Man, all of it. Like, just um, everyone's speeches. Uh, Yvonne, who spoke about, she's a, uh, how do you, she's a counselor. Um, all of the experiences she was, you know, getting from people, this, uh, this urgency these people were having um, to do something that started long before the election and actually got more intense. That was really interesting to me. Um, all of these people having like the same dream. Did you hear, did you see that speech? It was early in the morning. What, what was that Yvonne. about? What was the dream? Um, the dream, the same dream that all these people are having are like they're all in a crowd and they're going somewhere. And it's just like something has happened or something is happening and that they just know like where to go and what to do. It was it was pretty I've, interesting. I've, I've, I've had I've that not, dream too. Yeah, I've not had a, <laughs> as a dream, but more like a like a vision sometimes yeah. when I'm meditating or something. That's what a lot of people are getting the uh, visions. Yeah. Got things feelings. are pretty dark. Like there's been some big right, catastrophe happened. and people are streaming out somewhere and yeah. I'm trying to help. Yeah, and them she somehow. said that there's like this overflowing of people having this sensation um, and they don't know what to do about it and she just I mean, she said people would like kind of come to her with that years and years ago but recently and like I believe is like the last three to five years um, it just exploded and it, it had they had to pay attention to it and you know most of the people are contactees and then her speech also went into how the connection between not just being um, having some kind of a contact from an extraterrestrial, but near-death experiences, out-of-body experience, uh, psychic connections, all of those things, they're all related is this study they're doing and these questionnaire and stuff. I <clears throat> That's a big topic you just opened up. I, I know it is. Well, it would like really affected me for like the whole. Because you thing. said you had a dream like that. Yeah, because. So what I is was it now? Like, the dream exactly is is you're you're, you're gathering with yeah, other people. Yeah, there's just like a whole bunch of people that are following me. Like, what are we gonna do? And I've had it for a long time. I mean, a it's long a recurring time. Dream. Yes, and it doesn't happen all the time, um, but. Are you playing a flute? You know, you're like a pipe no. piper. <laughs> I'm not Pan. <laughs> the devil. Leading the people away. But you don't know Although, where you're at. You don't know your environment. No, or it's just like that? I'm just walking, hmm. and um, there's a lot of people, and just walking, dude. Well, I mean, what about past lives or things right. like that? I mean, these dreams could be something of that nature. Yeah. Couldn't they not? I mean, who knows? I guess they we, could. we don't. We can't. We can't right. measure we dreams. Know. You know. Yeah. Well, for yeah. A, but for it's the urgency thing too. The people are feeling like they have to get something done or like. It's like they have to, like, finish something in their lives now. Like, something is about to change is what kind of the whole basis of it was. Uh. Yeah, both Yvonne and uh, Kathleen Mar Martin, Martin mm -hmm. or Catherine Martin, um, said that they're getting less of the abductions that uh, people are being medically examined. Right. And more abductions where people are being taught things. Right. I, I wish they would have said more about that, but... Yeah. I remember them making that note. So basically, they're like, all right, we already know what their anus looks like. Yeah, <laughs> we're we got your, good. Yeah, we got your DNA down now. <laughs> right. Right. And Interesting. The and, and, the, and the messages that they're getting are things like, well, we're not here to harm you. Um, we're concerned about your planet. Right. And 
one of them that I got from somebody significant who I don't think that they wanted me to share this, but um, that we don't want you doing this again. Like, right. like you've ruined your planet once before. And I right. said, what do you mean? Like, 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 like Atlantis or something? Well, I'm not clear, they said, but I mean, uh, yeah, Atlantis, uh, right. the continent that supposedly sank right. and that and everybody, everything was destroyed. And we went back to the Stone Age. Um, Start that over maybe they think they've seen this before. So they've been around a long time. Right. Um, how long? Um, you know, why well, don't they reveal themselves? Well, they've got their own agenda, their own, their own schedule, and apparently, you know, if they've been technically advanced for tens, hundreds, well, that's millions it. of years, uh, to them, you know, the last you know a couple of years is a blink of an eye. They're what was interesting to me is, you know, you, like I say, you get to talk to the people uh, outside the, their you know comfort zones because you know they're hanging out having a beer, you know, at the UFO Congress. You know, I'm talking about when you see somebody who yeah, dude, is a book writer or something like that, right? You just yeah. can go up and talk to them. So I had a chance to continue a little bit of a conversation. Who we had on our show last week was Sasha Lesson, PhD out of UCLA. So I, I asked him and, you know, kind of continue the conversation we had was like, so basically, you know, we weren't the first inhabitants as human beings on this planet. He goes, oh, no, by no means. It's like there's been, you know, civilizations upon civilizations upon civilizations upon civilizations that have been occupying this planet for that long. And that maybe not specifically humans, but prior to the dinosaurs, there were things. And, you know, prior to that, there was something. And prior to that, there was something. So... I mean, there's there's just so much that we are unaware of, and to think that if if it's really out of a a, a tale of Adam and Eve, right? You know, that movie, The Following. But that was another point, though, was all of the the ecological things, like people really feeling an urgency against that, and then it it skyrocketed once we got you know this election started, right? Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll hang out with John. He's a field researcher. Field investigator. Bum, 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 bum. For MUFON. <laughs> Got to write that down, probably. F-I. F-I. Not, not F-U, but F-I. F-I. Okay, there we go. F-I. We're just chilling here on a Saturday right. afternoon. I can see the thing is I can edit this all this uh, all my flubs out for the radio version tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, you're getting the real show. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. This is the real authentic show. By, and we do have a phone line, too. Maybe we should yeah. open that up, huh? Yeah, if anybody wants to call in and ask a question. Yes, we'll, rele- we'll release the phone number when we come back. Yes, let's do it, because right. I don't know the phone number. These guys, <laughs> I, I think I have to look it up myself. I have to call myself first. I think I did. So <laughs> this band is called I Am We, A-I-M-W-E, one word, all capital letters, and they are from Phoenix, Arizona, and these guys have a tune called Galaxy, <coughs> and these guys have a tune called Galaxy, and, and they're a really cool band as well. So we'll jam it to them. We'll come right back right here on Aliens with Gas. Man. Well, you know something, man? I think, you want to know what I think? I think this is a crackpot idea. That's what I think. How about that? <laughs> How about a little of that? think it's a crackpot idea. I mean, if they're so smart, why don't they just reveal themselves to us, huh? And get it over with. <laughs> Why don't they reveal themselves to us is because if they did, it would cause a general panic. Now, I mean, we still have leaders upon whom we rely for the release of this information. These leaders have decided to repress this information because of the tremendous shock that it would cause to our antiquated systems. Now, the result of this has been that the Venusians 
have contacted people at all walks of life. All walks of life. <laughs> yes. It would be a devastating blow to our antiquated systems. So now the Nutians are meeting with people in all walks of life in an advisory capacity. For once, man will have a godlike control over his own destiny. He will have a chance to transcend and to evolve with some equality for all. <clears throat> How's your joint, George? Aliens. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> dude, that e fits so well, dude. Good job. Easy rider, yes. <sighs> so I guess again, same story from back then into today. There's no change in that conversation, yeah, John. What do you why think? Why are we man? fighting it, man? Why? Because what? well, it's got to be because of the control of the resources that are on this planet. People right. don't. If it's free for everybody, they're gonna not be. So we, we're gonna miss them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the original reason, um, from what I've been able to tell from the literature, is is um, that when they first started being really noticed like after 47 when uh, Kenneth Arnold saw those and they didn't call them flying saucers he said they skipped like a saucer they were actually v-shaped but the newspaper reporter I understand title of like flying saucers and that's where the craze came yeah the, but the deal was that they thought um, you know the Cold War was just starting to heat up and boy if 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 we got some kind of like uh, alert because saucers were coming across we might start firing weapons or if the soviets got an alert or or then they could maybe use the the flying saucers appearing as a mass to cloak their rockets coming across and this reveals a vulnerability in our system uh what are we gonna do right. and they thought well let's just let's just poo-poo this so people won't make that many reports and it won't flood our phone lines and, and overwhelm our information systems at the time in the late 40s, early 50s. So the best thing to do, and I think this was a CIA directive, it was, it was published the documents that show this, that, that um, they said, let's just try and poo-poo as much as is possible so people, oh, you know, that's Fred, he must have been drinking or right. something. And, and, uh, and, and to ridicule it so it'll kind of go away because we really don't know what to do about this, and it could screw up the Cold War balance of, you know, mm. the mad balance of terror. That's where it started from. I, I don't think it was the, from what I can tell, I mean, it wasn't like, like they got like chunks of saucers that, um, okay, we want to hide this technology from everyone else, and and it's being revealed in in chips and and and. Uh, fiber optics and stuff that people, well, where'd that come from? Well, you know, the mind of man is pretty good. They can, we can figure a lot of stuff out. We don't, right. I mean, there's, and, and if, if we had alien saucers somewhere, then how come we're still spending a billion dollars on an F-35 jet? You know, I mean, sure. if we had the alien technology. Because they're it was afraid really of those saucers. Well, it's just, like, maybe that's why the battle loss, or not battle, but, you know, the sighting in Los Angeles that happened um, it's uh, the 75th anniversary right now or right. like Something last like week. That, yeah. yeah. Like maybe that's why they just like came down and were like, Hey, yo, we're here. Oh, but you guys are going to shoot at us. Right. Okay. So we're you're leave. not ready. Right. I don't know. But I mean, okay. So that means that they've been coming down for eons yes. on civilizations waiting right. for us to be ready for them. Is that what you're saying in a sense? I think so. Yeah. Cause even there's reports and you know, the wild west, if we could just go back just well, a little just more. Look at the cave drawings. They're shooting at <laughs> I them. Mean, you yes. know, I mean, well, but I mean the anger towards them, like the the, that we're not ready. You know, right. people shooting at them. Right. There's we'll rocks at them, whatever. And then, you know, and of and course we have all the cave drawings. And, and when will we be ready? I don't know. I, there, I think there's a lot of people that are never, ever going to be ready. 
I think they're tinkering with us. They're tinkering, you know, this hybridization or looking at our DNA. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to have some evidence of this. And I think I heard something recently that is perhaps, uh, it was about a month ago I read that the, you know, there's always a big dispute of why did our brains become so big suddenly? What happened? You know, what was it? Was it the fact that we left the trees and had to run through the, the bush and, and avoid things so our, we had to think faster or something? Was what, what was it that caused our brains to become bigger? Aliens. And, and <laughs> well, well, the, the, they've, and I just caught a, a little bit of information on this, but maybe there'll be more coming out, is that they've discovered about 200,000 years ago there was a change in our DNA that caused our brains to become right. bigger. Where did that change come from? Right. Was it a cosmic ray that hit somebody and caused it to mutate? Or sudden, was it the alien that came down and went, whatever they do? Well, you know? that's, that was my theory. You know, <laughs> When I said well, at one point we went from caveman to thinking man, and Sasa Lesson, I remember this from last mm -hmm. year, goes, no, it's the other way around. We went from thinking man to caveman, saying, I'm not playing with your games. I'd rather go sit in a cave and wait, wait this out, basically, is what right. his overall concept was of that. But there had to be a point where at one time man was – you know, rock, rock, you hit right. big rock <laughs> to like, hey, maybe I can do something with this friction of the rock and create fire. Then, or, you know, right. maybe it's, I don't, I know. don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden they start thinking of other things they can do and, and, and apply to what's around them. I wish so, I could cruise back and just look, man. Oh, it'd be you know? great. Like just observe, <laughs> not touch anything. I won't like kill a butterfly <laughs> right. or kill a worm or won't touch anything. Break a <laughs> blade of grass. Did you ever see The Simpsons when he went back in time? Of he course. He stepped on a but a butterfly or whatever <laughs> or a lizard. And every time he came back, it was a different world. <laughs> just by a, stepping uh, on a... There's a movie. There's always a movie. Yeah. Speaking of movies, I just saw that film Arrival. Oh, yeah? Which I think uh, might actually help people understand, like, maybe not a, extraterrestrials are not bad. Because, um, you know, it depicted them as good extraterrestrials even after some people tried to do some bad stuff to them while they were here they were still okay the 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 story that that travis walton tells more recently he's right. been thinking about his abduction five days missing right. and 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 he came to a very interesting conclusion he said you know i think that what happened was that they injured me with the beam that they shot down yeah. so I think, and yeah. that and that they felt bad about it. They, right. they, so they, they, they took me on their ship and, and they healed me. It took about five days. And then when they, when they sent them back, um, they didn't put them where they found them uh, because he would have died out there right. because it's the middle of a forest and it was snowing and, and he was naked. You know? yeah. So uh, where did they put him? They put him by a phone booth. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, it was like several miles away so he yep. could make a phone call, you know, right. outside of a gas station or something. And so he called his brother-in-law who came and picked him up and. It's pretty interesting. It's in his book, actually. If you yeah. ever get the book, The Fire in the Sky, the one that he wrote, it is amazing. There's so much more in there than he talks about. But that l that lack of uh, uh, malevolence on their part. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the Iranian pilot, I think it was in 70, 80 or something. Mm -hmm. It's in the book... Uh, um, generals, pilots, and government officials speak out about UFOs, right. which is a very interesting book, by the way. <laughs> it's, uh, it takes the attitude of, um, hey, uh, the, FAA, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, does not want to hear about sightings. Uh, pilots are ridiculed and poo-pooed, but pilots are reacting to seeing these things. The planes are swerving. They could be, you know, right. go out of control. They could be an accident up there, and the FAA is supposed to pre prevent uh, passengers right. from from being harmed. And they're 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 remiss in their duties. 
by not attending to, you know, what, what should the pilots yeah. do in the case of a U.S. Uh, th that was the premise of the book. But one of the stories in the book was of a guy, an Iranian jet pilot, uh, back in the 80s, I think it was, who testified that he had been um, up in the air, sent up to after a UFO, and told to fire at it. And when he went to fire, all his firing mechanisms were disabled. It's mm. like they they didn't want you know him to hurt them, so they just kind of whatever they do, and uh, mm. Uh, mm. they don't seem to be malevolent. They seem to be well, they're not maybe neutral on us. It's just uh, John, he's a MUFON field investigator. Yes, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get into some of the uh, stories that you've been going through. We haven't even touched upon any of those yet. So yeah, because he just travels the country, and is it the outside the country too? Do you go? No, I've, I'm, I'm, here in the I'm just a new field investigator, but I do like to travel, and I've been finding it remarkable. I, 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 I when I, I usually come here. This is my third time here, and I usually tack on some time. To Earth or to Phoenix? Uh, both, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I Make tack on some additional time so I can, like, explore a little bit. Uh, and people ask me, whoa, you're from Michigan. Oh, what brings you to Arizona? I say, well, I don't mean to scare you, but I'm here for this UFO conference <laughs> next week. <laughs> and about 25, maybe 20% of the time, people say, say, I, I right. and they relate a story. It's like there's a a remarkable number of stories a out lot. there that, that people yeah. have. Well, it's funny you say that because every time we end up telling someone that what we're doing, right. that they always tell you it's either they've experienced something or they know someone who's experienced something. Yeah. But they always want to jump up and say, oh, cool, you're talking about that? Well, yeah. let me tell you about this. Right, yeah. I, I can tell you because you won't think I'm insane. Right, crazy. right. right. And, and they don't seem to be like afraid of the right. thing, but they just seem well, reluctant to speak because they don't want to be ridiculed by their neighbors. That's it, but that's that. the thing. If anyone who goes out to ridicule or to shun this down to shoot it down as not even an option uh, those those people need to understand that it is an option <laughs> they need to realize right. it that it is an option and come to terms with it um so we do have a phone number yeah you yeah. ready to pop oh, yeah. it out phone number we totally yeah we kind of gotta have. read it because i don't have okay it. so i got the number and I'm, I'm kind of excited because it's actually kind of kind of a cool number to a certain degree but you know you let me know it's a little things in life so it's a 480 number All right. it's it's a skype line just so you know it's my skype line it's 480 409 which i dig 1439 so mm -hmm. it kind of it kind of rolls so 480 409 1439 each one kind of has that four start 480 409 1439 if you want to ring it the uh, the line is open the gas line is open <laughs> 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 call up now if you want um, I'll tell you what, let's play a song and take a little break. Do it. And we'll come back. We'll t hear from John and his field investigating and what's going on out there. This one's a band from right here in Phoenix, Arizona called Future Loves Past. The tune is called Earth. Now, they have a few other spacey tunes as well, but this one here is a good one for a break right now. So we'll come right back <laughs> on Aliens with Gas. Man, Aliens with Gas. And that is Future Loves Past. The tune is called Earth, another band here in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to go outside of Arizona for our next song, but uh, I've only played Arizona songs so far. I know, it's awesome. I, um, yeah, exactly. So, all right, so we are continuing our conversation here on this Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com <coughs> Variety Channel. Every su Saturday, it's live from 2 to 4 p.m. Well, I'm on from 2 to 4 p.m. The right. Aliens is on from 3 to 5 <laughs> 3 to 4 p.m., the second half of the, the show. The last hour, yeah. 
and we are talking <laughs> <laughs> with MUFON field investigator John Boudris. Boudris. Yeah. Boudris. Yeah. Okay, and he's going to tell us some stories here in the minute. But first, we do uh, get to that. I do want to let you guys know, listening out there, that you can always listen to the past shows on our SoundCloud page. But to get to that SoundCloud page, you can either go straight to SoundCloud. At uh, dot com slash aliens with gas or just find us on our on our home website page yeah aliens with gas two s's yeah and all your connections to where we are instagram facebook are all there and our youtube page is a, a link to that and again the radio stations that we're on as well which we air this portion or this we air this show on sunday nights on 99.1 fm in the east valley of phoenix and on 93.9 fm in the west valley of phoenix and that is at 10 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, so make sure you can catch that if you missed this. And then Monday, it'll be available for all ears to hear on the SoundCloud page and even right here on the VoiceAmerica.com variety page. Nice. So, yeah, we're going to kind of widen our reach beyond this network as well as the SoundCloud. And it's, uh, and so you have no excuse to not listen to our show if you miss it. Right, And exactly. tell your friends. So AWG Radio is our email address at gmail awgradio at gmail.com if you are interested in being a guest on the show if you want to request some tunes because we are the extraterrestrial rock show and we like to play music with spacey titles and maybe even spacey sounds but we try to avoid too much pink floyd that's too easy to go to <laughs> have we pl- we played a Floyd song before, have we not? I feel like we have. I think so too. I don't know if it was just on your driving with gas though. I can't remember. When we You're used right. to do it a long time ago, right? When the long song or something. I don't think we've done it since we started. Oh yeah. The the new version of the Aliens with Gas page, which is very Aliens. All right, with gas. John Mufon, investi- uh, field inv- investigator, FI, as he pointed out. Um, well, thanks for hanging with us, first of all. I appreciate your time. You're kind of just visiting here. Well, it's you're, been exciting. You're hanging loose in Phoenix after the convention from last week where we met you at the UFO Congress. And well, actually, I met John last year when I showed up at the dinner. Okay. I was all by myself. And I was like, can I sit at this table? <laughs> and then that's when I met him. Okay. And then we ate dinner again this time together. And And, and I said... Who are you supposed to be, like Princess <laughs> Leah? You look just like Princess Leah. And your hair was and, up. And, yeah. and, and she said, yes, that's my costume. It wasn't just there. That's <laughs> the way she walks around normally. It was a co- But she does look like that. <laughs> well, she had her hair up uh, this time as well. So Yeah, yeah. it's my thing I'm going to do at UFO Congress House, <laughs> you know, double bun the hair right. instead of my single giant, you know. Little Minnie Mouse ears type of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, John, you've been going to this uh, event. How long? Three, this is my third year. Third year in I row. wasn't going to come back. I thought, hey, this is uh, yeah. But then again, I, w- once I got into being a field investigator, um, then that was just this last summer, <clears throat> I, got, I got assigned two cases, well, one, uh, one case at a time. They, were, they, they, they treat you well as a MUFON field. It's a little little rigorous to get in. They try and be scientific and... and um, um, Technical? Yes, they try, and be, they, they try and present a scientific look, you know. So they, they gave me a case and it was like, uh, I don't know, this, this woman reported seeing a UFO or something in the sky and uh, it, it was hanging there and she was kind of staring at it and then a black helicopter came in her report, that's what she said. <clears throat> and then this thing shot off like a rocket, oh and gosh. and uh, I tried to get a hold of her, and uh, she wouldn't respond uh, to any emails and uh, phone number or anything like that. And, and then I looked her up online, a name online, and it seemed to be a 
there was a name that matched hers exactly, which was an unusual name of a sixth grader in some elementary school. And I thought, well, you know. But MUFON has very strict rules. You should get the parents' permission before you contact anybody under, sure. you know, of course. 16 or 18, yeah. sure. something, a, a minor. So this was, yeah. And so I it was stymied in that and it couldn't really come to any conclusion. The next case was some woman that was seeing um, uh, UFOs in her Christmas tree lights, and it's like, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was kind of easy like, to figure when out. When you say you Christmas know. tree lights, you mean like on the Christmas tree? Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or like outside. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's reel it in for a second. Somebody <laughs> help me. Can somebody help me? And I want to reel this in for right. yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the third case I got was, uh, <laughs> I, I got thought, all right. Kevin's got some material for this. No, no. I contacted this guy that had this sighting. He wrote up a report, and I didn't hear from him. It, 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 a week later, he finally called. I thought he wasn't going to. I thought it was another, like, you know, okay, no no, no response. This is getting kind of boring. And and when he got on the line, I was standing in a driveway doing something. The phone rang. I picked it up. It was him. And he, oh, yeah, you're, you know, well, I've never done anything like this before. I mean, report these. You know, so, well, so what exactly did you see? And he started re- telling me some details on, on the on the case that he reported. Oh, yeah, then that reminds me of the time that I saw one. Wait a minute. There's a second sighting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, oh, that, that reminds me of the time me and my brother-in-law saw this on, on a drive. Wait a minute. I mean, how many sightings? And it, it just, one incident reminded him of another one. And he just went, I, I, I got, after, I, I was on the phone with him for about 45 minutes. And I, I, I finally said, look, man, I, I can't keep track of all these sightings. I, I, can I visit you? Can we sit down and I can have like a little, you know, we can go through this, you know? Yeah, right. sure. So the next day I went and visited him. And, and I said, okay, let's start with sighting number one. Uh, okay, that was with me, my friends, and we were seeing this light. And then sighting number two, okay, my brother-in-law and I were standing in the driveway helping my mom move, and um, um, we saw this cylinder rotate. Cylinder? You know, how far away was this cylinder? Um, well, I don't know, maybe about a block away. A block away? How big would you say this thing was? Oh, about the size of a pickup truck. So you could see details pretty good. Well, it didn't have anything like distinguishing, but he could tell it was rotating because it had like dark spots on it. And, it, and and it was rotating every two or three seconds. I said Whoa. so. Uh, he said it was close enough that he, they could have gotten in their car and easily driven underneath it. It was like just a few, you know, a block or so over in the next street. Right. You know, so you watch this for all, yeah, and then one sighting after another like this. I mean, same 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 guy. The no, same cylinder. Parents? No, uh, different objects. Um, Probably the he's um, the strangest sighting he had was he was standing in the parking lot one time, having a smoke uh, at his place of work, and he noticed a couple geese coming overhead, and uh, they were flying low over the building. He didn't hear any sounds. He said that was kind of strange. And then as they started to fly overhead, they transitioned from geese into shiny spheres. What? And two shiny spears went overhead, and he was just astounded. He said, well, whoa, what, what's this? Really? And as they passed over him, he said he could see in these shiny spheres, he could see the cars in the parking lot reflected in this shiny sphere, and the mm-hmm. sky reflected in the top part of the sphere. But strangely, he could still see the geese inside the spheres flapping their wings. And then okay. as they passed over the nearby busy road, um, they transitioned back into geese. And he said he was amazed that cars were not stopping screeching to a halt because uh, he was astounded by this. And th- they were only flying maybe about 30 feet high or so, so cars where, where, would have seen them. Where was this at? This is outside Detroit area, not too far. Um, 
That's where I'm located at. Wow. And and it's like, it's like, like a he hadn't told point. anybody about this for years because he thought he's this is yeah. like some kind of hallucination. But I, I looked up in the MUFON um, database, and there's another database called the New Fork uh, and MUFON Reporting Center and um, UFO Reporting Center or Mutual, uh, whatever uh, National National UFO Reporting Center, New Fork. And there are some similar cases of people seeing things transition like that. So I got some confirmation like that. But the best confirmation was number of these sightings he had were with relatives. They'd be gathered around a fire, you know, that they, outside of Detroit, one of their relatives has a little site where they have campfires in the summertime and uh, pop beers and tell stories and the kids go to bed after a while. And they said late at night they'd see these objects zigzagging in the sky. I said, well, uh, what do you mean zigzagging? I mean, could it have been like a bat or something like that? And he said, no, no, these are like high up like satellites. Well, do you think they were satellites? No, we got uh, programs. We, could, we know all the satellites that come by. And we use this program to, oh, okay. And, and how many people saw this? Well, everybody gathered around the campfire. Um, with the, the, the site, they had another sighting where an object went over um, the neighborhood and then went into a cloud. And then they were all standing around, they being... His grandmother, his mother, the his he and his wife, the brother and brother-in-law and his sister and the kids, the whole family saw this. In fact, then then the object turned around and came back. I said, "How do you know it was the same object?" Well, it looked the same, hmm. and that was let's see, it was an egg-shaped object. And he said, and he went out in the street to get a better look at it, and a couple of neighbors came out. So we've got multiple witnesses right. here. So I said, yeah. you can, can you can you put me in touch with some of these other witnesses, like you know maybe your brother-in-law or something? And I did get confirmation from his son and the one brother-in-law who said, yep, yep, that's kind of how it went. I mean, they, it, the now, one. I'm sorry, are these rural areas or no? This, this is the city? city. Okay, this is the city. I mean. Uh, Right outside the suburbs of Detroit. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the where they were having the campfire is a little bit more of a sure, rural area. Sure. And then he's and then he starts uh, uh, telling me about well, in the last couple of years it stopped. He said about a year ago. Uh, he, before he goes to work, he looks up in the sky because he likes to look up in the sky. And about two three times a week, he'll see these objects zigzagging in the sky. Wait a minute, two three times a week for for how long? Uh, well, about two three years. Wait a minute, let's multiply this out. Okay, two, three times a week. Okay, let's call it two times a week times what, 50 weeks a year. That's 100 sightings right there. And times how many years? I mean, let's call it three. So there's 300 sightings plus the other sightings. This guy has had 400 or so sightings. Does he live when near like any kind of an air base or anything like that? He lives near an airport. And that was one of the criticisms the senior people in my Michigan MUFON group had was the initial, before nobody had contacted me yet. Right. But their initial thing was, well, the guy's probably mistaking right. this for, uh, uh, you know, an airplane because he lives. I, and I, 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 I talked to him about that. And I, I said, you know, well, as we've been sitting here on your porch talking about, I, I, when I visited, we, we were there for three hours. I was there for three hours going through all this stuff. And and I said, uh, some of the criticisms by skeptics could be you're just seeing airplanes. But, uh, you know, I, as we're talking, I, I, I'm i seeing like a couple dozen airplanes have gone by in the last, you know. But they're like 10, obviously they're airplanes. Obviously airplanes. The, guy right, says, the guy said, I lived near airports my entire life. I know what an airplane looks like. Right. I, I, my son lives out by Selfridge Air Freight Base. I even know military planes. I mean, I'm, I'm not mistaking these for airplanes. But right. you know. Well, uh, and that's the thing. When you're near, like, an airport or um, a, a, some kind of an Air Force base, 
if you're close enough to it when the planes are landing, they're at pretty low altitudes. So you can tell that's an airplane. The thing, the thing that got me about this case is if you start, and I've read a lot of the literature, and I've spoken to abductees, when you start having more than, and I'm, I'm a little bit outside of my area of expertise, but let's say more than two sightings, three sightings, that's very unusual. I mean, the majority of Americans have never seen anything. Is but it? I've had more sightings than that. Well, so then what does that's that mean? another story. <laughs> <laughs> Listen carefully. Uh, I think that you're probably, they've got, they're interested in you. They're showing themselves to you. So why are they showing themselves to you? Because they know I care, man. Are, they ab- are, they, are you potentially an abductee? Well, one of, the, one of the things that's been found with abductees is they're not just abducted themselves. Uh, it's generational. It, right. it's your mom was abducted, your grandma was abducted, your kids are being abducted. Um, the fact that his whole family is seeing these things makes me think, my God, this guy is a classic abductee. Same. And I said, well, do you have any periods of missing time? Oh, he said, I don't have any periods of missing time. Well, then is it possible that they could abduct you instantaneously? I mean, are they that much in control of time and space? Then that was one of the questions I went to the conference with. Is there such a thing as an instantaneous abduction? And I talked to Travis Walton. I talked to Kath- Catherine Martin. I talked to Yvonne Smith. I talked to a number of people who are experts in the field. And no, we've never heard anything like that. But they said um, most of the time people are abducted while they're sleeping. And this guy and his girlfriend have woken up with scratches on their backs, um. par- long parallel scratches, He's got scars that he doesn't know where they came from. I mean, it's just. Wow. I, I hear that a lot. There's a lot of those, yeah. you know, with the wake up with the scratches and what the hell is this all about? And right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really fascinating. And you, you have an interesting uh, job you do. You get to talk to all these people who get to tell you yes. their, their, their <laughs> stories in, in full confidence, giving it to you. The which problem is, is that they say, well, what do you think happened? And I go, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you're, but, you're, you're, but I'm well read and I, I've talked to people and I'm but you're, more knowledgeable than the average bear about this. Right. And you're there to assure them, at least say that like what you saw was seen over here or something like that. Or yeah. at least kind of like let them know you're they're not, not going, alone. You're not going crazy. Right. You're not right. going crazy. Which I think I can do that. <laughs> and there is something going on. Like, and at some point, hopefully you know, we'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. Maybe they'll let it loose. Or they'll talk about it a little more. Or it's going to become so obvious out there that you you can't ignore it anymore. Right. That's yeah. what we need is something like that, to like that, that mass sighting of a mass sighting, like a country mass sighting. Right. The whole country saw this. Uh, let's play our, uh, our song here. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up on the program. Sounds good. So these guys are uh, called, uh, see, they're called Love Zombies, and they're out of uh, Los Angeles. They wrote a song called Ro- Robots and Aliens. All right. So let's jam this and we'll come right back. It's the Extraterrestrial Rock Show here on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. Aliens. With gas. Aliens. With gas, and that's Love Zombies. Robots and Aliens here on the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Uh, John is with us here from MUFON. He's a field investigator. You want to wrap up what we were talking about what we, um, before they're, we went to song? They're telling me that I can do this on a bonus on your podcast, so listen to the podcast. But, uh, okay, so they're not, uh, they're not uh, instantaneously abducting. How can somebody be snatched up and nobody notices? Um, well... There's been numerous cases, and I've run across a story myself, which I'll tell in the bonus thing, of everybody around seems paralyzed. And the one person's abducted, and nobody notices anything. They'll be at a party, 
I often wonder, does the cigarette smoke stop too at the party? But traffic has been stopped on major expressways, maybe tens of thousands of people affected. A person snatched up, nobody notices anything. How the hell did they do that? And I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Keeps the brain contemplating right. for sure. Thanks, yeah. John, for joining us, man. Yeah, we will definitely do a little overtime that'll be available on the podcast version that'll be released on Monday. Yep. And then the rest of the show will be cut up and edited down for the radio version tomorrow night. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, I like to do a little searching and find some stuff online for music for the show. And I came across this. <laughs> it's the solar system song, man. Now, it's for kids. I didn't realize it was for kids. I was looking at it, but it made me laugh so hard. I got to play it for you guys. So let's play the solar system song real quick. This is, <laughs> we're going to keep the mics open for this All whole right. thing, okay? So. I am the sun. <laughs> I'm a burning ball of fire. I'm very big indeed. Life on earth depends on me. <laughs> That's nice. I am the sun. <laughs> With the horns, dude. It's great. It's great. I am Mercury <laughs> I'm the closest planet to the sun I'm a ball of iron I have no moon I am Mercury Let me get a rhyme that one What the hell? <laughs> what year is this made? <laughs> I'm recent I recent. am Venus <laughs> I'm the same size as the earth But I spin the other way And much more slowly <laughs> It's so basic, isn't I it? I have no water I am Venus <laughs> If you only see the video, too, it's great. I oh, can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I am the earth It's us. <laughs> the place where we all live there is land and lots of sea, so I look blue. <laughs> I have a moon. I am the earth. <laughs> yeah, put that in. That sounds good. <laughs> you know, I'm Mars. <laughs> I'm a rocky red planet. My mountains are the highest in our solar system. I have two moons. I am Mars. That's it. Look, we're gonna run out of time before we get to right. the planet, so I gotta, I gotta kill this. I, we're I, gonna share it on our page though, because now yeah. I have to see the video. <laughs> yeah, I like how it. they're going in order, though. It's totally educational. Well, they are, but the thing is, is that they don't talk about Pluto <gasps> and Nerubu. Right. So I came up with my own Nerubu. Ready? Yeah, okay. Let, lay it on me. I am Nerubu. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I screwed it up. Let's do it again. Here we go. I am Nerubu. <laughs> oh, you got to stop laughing. <laughs> All right, here we go. I am Nerubu. I've come to destroy your planet. I am big. I am Nerubu. <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> I just had to like plug my nose. Shut up for plugging. What the hell, gas, dude? <laughs> All right, we have overtime going our way, coming our way. All right, we have overtime coming our way. <laughs>
with John from <laughs> MUFON. Field investigator, thanks for hanging with us, everybody out thanks, there. John. We'll see you tomorrow thanks, night everybody. on the radio, 93.9 FM and 99.1 FM. More information available is on our website, alienswithgas.com, every Saturday live on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. Check us out live, radio Sunday night, and podcast on Monday, aliens with gas.com. There are two S's. Don't forget our Instagram as well. 